The United Nations Children's Agency, UNICEF, is reiterating calls for protecting children in Solomon Islands, which has one of the highest rates of violence against children in the world. Taking just one statistic as an example, the chief of UNICEF Solomon Islands Field Officer, Zelalem Tafis, says 37% of girls in the country experience sexual violence before the age of 15. Kurui Hawkins asked Mr Tafes about the challenges to protecting children's rights in Solomon Islands. Um, thank you, for Corey, for that question. Um, violence against children, and I, and I want to frame it from the perspective of violence in the broader sense, is a significant problem for our um, uh, region and in Solomon Islands. Um, there's a, a significant percentage of children that uh, grow up with uh, experiencing violence on a personal level, but also experiencing it within the family situation, uh, and growing up with it, and which uh, and violence. Uh, when children grow up with violence around them, it tends to embed a culture of continuity into generational uh, violence continuity. So uh, there is a significant need to uh, um, uh, cut the cycle, if you like, uh, of uh, uh, violence that happens against children. And this uh, happens across multiple sectors in various forms. Uh, Sexual and gender-based violence, uh, sexual violence against children is prevalent. You've got violence, uh, 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 severe disciplinary measures that create uh, uh, damages to children both physically and psychologically, they happen. Uh, in 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 the broader sense, also deprivation is a form of violence that we consider uh, and making sure that their rights are met, uh, whether it is in terms of basic services, of healthcare, education, uh, nutrition, uh, and the nurturing, loving care uh, that they should be um, uh, access in the home and, and in the community. And how, how prevalent are some of these things that you've mentioned in Solomon Islands? Okay, so uh, the, the, I'm, I'm going to give you one of the uh, more brazen statistics. And, um, you know, 37% of uh, girls experience uh, sexual violence before the age of 15. And that's a significant percentage. Uh, and more than 85% of um, children experience severe uh, discipline, severe physical punishment and discipline uh, in the home uh, on a regular basis. How does that compare to regionally and to the to the global? Picture? This is uh, regionally and globally. This is actually one of the uh, highest, and it's a significantly higher rates uh, in uh, our systems. Uh, so across the Pacific and globally, uh, this is a significant percentage of children that are uh, experiencing uh, um, uh, violence. Is much higher than the um, uh, the average globally. What is being what is being done to address this? And I, I guess is it is it even illegal in Solomon Islands to discipline? Children? Very good. Thank you. Uh, it, it's not so much about discipline, is it? The, the, and, and and it's very important to draw the comparison here. And we're not talking about um, you know uh, preventing discipline. We're talking about abuse, physical abuse, psychological psychological abuse, uh, sexual abuse, um, uh, and emotional abuse. And uh, uh, on the legal front, Solomon Islands has done remarkably well in the last few years in passing the Child and Fam- Family Welfare Act, which. Uh, tries uh, to address issues related to violence against children. 
and uh, you know addressing violence against children and and ending the violence against children is a multi-sectoral approach it's not a one size fits all and it requires a whole of society approach across board because you do need to have uh, multiple actors in society within uh, um, the civil service from government structures from communities from um, uh, civil society and, uh, 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 and then of course communities and parents acting in concert to make sure that it ends uh, so on the legal front, uh, significant changes have happened in the last few years. The Child and Family Welfare Act came into play in 2017, uh, and its legislative instrument and its gazetting happened in September uh, 2022. Uh, and the arms of the government that should be providing that service are uh, getting in line and trying to work together to get um, uh, uh, you know, on the ball in ending violence against children. But it is a difficult task uh, that requires engagement and investment in human resources, in logistics, and in also uh, engaging with communities for both prevention and uh, uh, and response activities. Speaking to that, I understand you've just completed a training um, in relation to this, but also uh, tell us a bit more about the, the role UNICEF plays in, in this multi-sectoral approach. Um, thank you, Corey. UNICEF plays a significant uh, part in the preparation and response. We've been working with all our partners across board uh, towards the build-up uh, uh, where the law before the law was passed and post uh, the law uh, in being in supporting the implementation of it. And the uh, the the part of the cycle of uh, services to end violence against children as UNICEF has been working specifically with is the social welfare division and the social welfare division is empowered by law to provide those services for children uh, uh, but as a service itself the social welfare division which sits within the ministry of health and medical services in solomon islands is relatively speaking poorly stocked in terms of human resources they have very few uh, people who have to cater to the whole country uh, they also have significant challenges in terms of uh, the operational component, really, the, you know, the being able to get out to the communities to respond to calls. And I'll give you a good example. And, and there have been times where, you know, a child that was abused in one of the provinces in outer islands, uh, uh, the social welfare officers found it extremely difficult to get out there because the funding is not available. Uh, and so getting the flights out or the boats out there. And once they're out in the provinces, making sure they have access to the community, to the child, uh, in a comprehensive manner together with police and healthcare service providers uh, has proven extremely challenging. And UNICEF has been supporting that, uh, both in terms of providing uh, some funding for uh, these components, but also in providing training, capacity building for the social welfare officers in case management. Uh, and which brings me to the actual training that was uh, that you just referred to that we completed was designed to address um, uh, skill sets uh, and enhance the skill skill sets of uh, social welfare officers in Solomon Islands on how to engage uh, uh, with case management when a case comes up. In other words, when a child is abused and there's a report that says that comes through through any of the chains, whether it's through the healthcare system or through the police, social welfare officers are required to respond in uh, a professional manner. And UNICEF has been providing uh, uh, training on uh, those uh, components, including uh, helping to create uh, a full understanding for a referral pathway from communities to the care providers.